0: Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our free discovery call. If you're unsure how to start or build a consistent brand, let's talk. Just go to danielleclarkcreative.com to book your free discovery call and see how you can create a brand that helps you win more customers and reach your goals. Welcome to Build Better Brands, I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Welcome to another episode of Build Better Brands and today I'm joined by Ellie Money and Ellie is an Instagram coach. Um, She does this full-time and she helps small businesses and entrepreneurs to get the most out of their Instagram and uh, really monetize it. So welcome to the show today Ellie.
1: Thank you, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's awesome to have you on. Um, like a lot of my guests, I've been following you on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. and I've just seen your seen your growth. And when I first actually like started following you, I didn't actually realise until you mentioned it in a post that you used to work for Christo of the Future. Um, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the thing like his Instagram's incredible and that was all you so tell us a bit about that
1: okay to to kind of clarify that too so I worked with him at the future yeah I managed the Instagram for the future page he did his own thing for his page but the reason I even started on Instagram was because I was creating content for the future And people would reach out and be like, oh, Chris, this is such a good post. And I'm like, it's me, but no one knew who I was. (laughs) And everyone at The Future was, you know, building their personal brand. Like everyone knows Ben Burns, Matthew Senior. So the whole team were kind of doing their own thing as well. And I was like, well, why can't I do my own thing too? So I started an Instagram page and started tagging myself as well on the Futures post, really small at the, on the last slide, like created by L.social, just to kind of drive people to my page. And yeah, that was kind of where that started. Um, but I loved it because Chris came into the office one day and he was furious. He was like, L just reached 100,000 followers on the Futures Instagram page. And Ben was like, why are you upset about that? This is your business. You should be over the moon. And he was like, well, I should have 100,000 followers. <laughs> so he was on my butt. I don't know if you say the A word. On yeah, podcast. you
0: can say ass, it's fine. He
1: was on my ass all the time. <laughs> and he was like, I'm in competition. And he put so much effort in for a few weeks and just skyrocketed it. And then his page took off because like everyone knows him through the future as well. So, yeah, it was a nice little bit of competition. And thinking he was in competition with me, was like, holy <laughs> crap, this is amazing.
0: <laughs> that is brilliant. That is mega. And it just goes to show that, you know, there's oh, there's having a little bit of com- competition, even with someone that you might perceive to be, you know, a, a higher level or another level to you, actually, you know, we've all got the potential to learn from each other and, and use that to help kind of, push each other forward and spare each other along so I think it's yeah. awesome that he was on your ass and then he was like right if you can get a hundred thousand <laughs> followers I can too
1: mm-hmm. and then he's on track to next stop one million as well so his yeah. page is just gone crazy wow. yeah yeah nice. I mean he has a completely different strategy in the end his is more collaboration posts so people will send him their content and I'm like oh that must be easy you don't have to create the posts <laughs> But it works, right? Like he's influential. And that's why that is, you know, people need that page as a hub of all those amazing resources and to get in contact and be related to those other creators on Instagram.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So before you were looking after the futures uh, Instagram page, what were you doing before that? How did your journey really start?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I was hired as a, um, I I can't remember what the title was now, like digital marketing intern or something. On my first day at this company in Litchfield, they were like, okay, we actually want you to be a writer. And I was like, what? Okay, like, (laughs) I do know how to do like copywriting and stuff. So I'll give it a go. As long as I do marketing stuff, you know, that's my degree. That's why I came here. Um, I wrote clickbait articles you know those horrendous things like you won't believe what Jennifer Aniston looks like now (laughs) 60 pages (laughs) to find out it was those and I feel like at least my marketing degree was put in some kind of test by what would make people click through that many pages right like getting the headline and I think that did help me a bit with copy but People clicked on pretty fast. No one wants to click through that many pages. So we were like, we need a new strategy of how to market these articles. So we started creating Facebook pages. This is back in 2017, by the way. So like I had only had Instagram on my phone. I had a BlackBerry up until two years before this point. So like everything was still, yeah, I didn't even have the Instagram app for that long. And we created Facebook pages. And then next level, we're like, let's create Facebook ads. So I taught myself Facebook ads at this company. They basically gave us all budgets to grow our own pages as well. So I grew a cannabis (laughs) page in the UK. My mom was like, don't ask your boss if you can do that. I'm like, I think it's going to perform really well. It was the best performing page at the office for a long time. It grew to 40,000 likes. And the goal was kind of like grow these pages and then sell them. But um, my sister was a graphic designer and she followed the future. And really where it came was I'm half American. And I was like, I wanna put this passport to good use. Like I wanna expand and move to the States. Mm. And I was like, I wanna move to California. And she saw this internship come up at the future for a Facebook ad intern. Mm. They were really specifically looking for someone to help them do that. And I had no idea who the future was. I jumped on a video call with Ben Burns and he was like, you're a social media manager. Why? Uh, Because, you know, we've moved up to this point from writer to social media manager after teaching myself everything. He's like, why would you want to come and do an internship? And I'm like, I just love the future. But I wanted to move to California. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm like I'm ready to make it happen you seem like a cool company let's kind of let's make this happen and it was the best decision I've ever made like I worked for them for nearly five years moving up from just doing Facebook ads to realizing no one was managing the Instagram account everybody was focused on YouTube like if you know the future you've probably seen their YouTube videos we used to have a video team of six or seven people just focused on creating YouTube content. So no one cared about the Instagram page. I think it had 30,000 followers when I started, but it was left in the dust. Nobody cared. So I'm like, oh, do you guys mind if I take this over too? You know, if we're doing Facebook ads, may as well do Instagram too. And yeah, over the four four and a bit years, I grew it to over 400,000 followers and really just, you know, using what they had on YouTube and turning that into Instagram content. So, yeah, it was kind of stumbled into a lot of stuff. But honestly, working for them was just the most incredible time in my career.
0: What a journey. Yeah. and I'm so glad your sister saw that post, right?
1: I know. I know. Well, the funny thing is she got me to apply for the job. Like she introduced me to it. And then I remember having a phone call with her one day of being like, I just can't manage working for the future and doing my own business at the same time. This was kind of uh, August last year, I would say. So not that far off, like actually doing my business fully full-time. And I remember saying to her, like, I just think I'm ready to go off on my own. And she was the one who talked me into then leaving. And I was like, this is going full circle. Like (laughs) what is going on?
0: (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah. (laughs) So now you're a full-time Instagram coach. Yeah. I mean i having seen your page it looks like it's going wow how are things going
1: insane like i just had the best business the best month in business so far and that's in february so it's a super short month and i'm you know just revenue wise just leveling up every single month um i've actually brought someone on so i have somebody helping me with direct messages now and yeah it's just things are booming
0: i'm super excited <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing So, I mean, a lot of people are on Instagram. Um, What's your advice for someone that is already on Instagram and now wants to kind of use it to actually bring in clients for their business?
1: The best thing to kind of start with is actually just creating that offer that people need. So if you're already on Instagram, chances are you've just been focusing on growing that community aspect, which is great because you build a community that you know, just values what you say and what you offer rather than feeling like they're being sold to. But you need to start, you know, trickling that in and getting them to a place where they're actually ready to buy. So the first step would be after knowing these people and engaging with them for however long you've been on Instagram, okay, what's, what do they actually need from you? What's this p- big problem that they need solving? And then you create that solution. So whether that's a download, a program, a consulting call, you create this offer that they actually need, not just making assumptions on what these people want from you. And then you've got to work backwards. So you've actually got to get these people to realize they have this problem before you sell them the problem. And I actually posted about this on Instagram today is you've got to sell the why, not the how. So nobody cares if you've spent 10 days recording content or it has 72 hours of all this stuff they can download. Nobody cares about that. They care about the solution. So number one, you've got to create this offer that people need number two you've got to get them to realize they have the problem and number three you've got to tell them why you're the solution and why you have that for them
0: got yeah that is super clear great advice great advice to to anyone listening um so followers a lot of us get obsessed about followers right how many followers (laughs) have have we got got to get more followers need more people following me um (laughs) what is your what do you think about that because I often say to people like I get it if you've got more followers you've got a bigger audience but a lot of it that I'm seeing it feels like it really is vanity metrics it feels like some people are literally on Instagram to have followers and nothing else what are your thoughts
1: no definitely and like It's one thing, if you're a content creator, yeah, you need those likes and you need the follows. You need those vanity metrics because that is what your currency is. If you're a business owner... It doesn't matter how many followers you have. And I I feel like people are coming to terms with this, but followers do not equal sales. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, having a bigger following, it looks good for sure. And we are all kind of vain in that way where we think, oh, if they have 100,000 followers, they obviously know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. They're more likely to want to work with you. I get that. However, I was selling on Instagram with 1,500 followers and I wasn't even selling anything. Like I had people reaching out to me. And now, yes, I have a lot more people wanting to work with me, but that's because I actually promote my offers. So I don't think it's necessarily in correlation with how many followers I have. It's just about how you position yourself.
0: Got you. Okay, that's interesting because my next question was going to be, so... How many followers do you need to start monetizing on Instagram? Is there a number? Um, and how many, you said you had 1,500. Was that was that how many it took before you started actually making money on Instagram then?
1: Yeah, I was around that when I had the first person reach out to me about consulting, and I hadn't even thought about monetizing my page at this point. So they'd obviously seen my content and thought, ooh, I wonder how we can work with her. And so that's, you know, without me having to do anything. Whereas how many followers do you need to sell? Honestly, one. (laughs) Like you just need that one person to be like, I love what they're doing. Yes, it might look like you're just getting started, but you could still have the credibility and build that trust. So I've worked with a client who, when she did my program, she realized everyone that was following her, I think she had about 600 followers at the time, was mostly people from high school that she hadn't talked to in like 30 years. (laughs) It was friends and family who just want to support her. So when she talks about her nutrition program, nobody cared. They're just kind of like following her along to be nice. Whereas she's like, I want to attract people who actually want to buy from me. So we started a whole new page for her, kept that one as her personal page, told people, if you come across this page, expect to just get this nutritionist content. She sold her program for, I believe it was around 1,500 euros with less than 200 followers.
0: Wow. That's cool. Fair play.
1: Yeah. So it just means, yeah, you've got to position yourself as that way. And she was like gung ho right from the get go. She's like, I'm only creating content that attracts these people, makes them realize they have this problem and shows them why I am the best solution. And that's why she did it. And she was getting messages about consulting calls before she'd even thought about offering that as an option. And that's kind of what happened to me. Like now I teach people right from the get go. How do you want to monetize this? Whereas I kind of fell into it. I was getting people messaging me and I'm like, okay, I could offer a consulting call. Why not? Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. So now you teach people how to um, figure out what their offer should be based on their ideal um, client's problems and position it in a way that actually, in your words, makes them realize they've actually got that problem and that they've then got a solution to to meet that need.
1: Yeah, honestly, like my program now definitely is more attracting people who already have an offer or an Mm -hmm. idea of what they want to offer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not there to be like, yeah, let's change this and offer this. I'm there to be like, you know what you need and what your audience needs. You know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. Let's rein that in and make it as best as possible on Instagram itself. Because what I found after being a social media manager for so many years is that you could tell me about your business for weeks and we can do loads of discovery calls and I can be like I am I have pinpointed it down I know how you talk I know your tone of voice and know what you want to say and still you'd be like oh I think I just worded it a little bit differently mm. so it's like why would you pay me to do it for you and still not know how to do it yourself at the end of the day when I can teach you how to do that yourself on Instagram in a way that's easy enough to manage like as business owners I know Instagram is just a small part of what you do even as an Instagram coach like actually creating content and being on the platform is not even a tenth of what I do every day so I teach people how to just make that as easy as possible know what efforts are actually working and focus on that rather than just doing it for you.
0: Yeah I think that's really good so you're not only are you teaching them but they're giving you're giving them the tools to be able to go away and continue to do it for themselves then
1: exactly yeah and like that's my awesome. whole thing is I don't jump on like trending audio or teach you to do something that's like happening right now like I'm not going to show you how to create a reel where you can have like three of you in the background doing crazy shit like my, my <laughs> kind of tactic is I would teach you things you need to know that will serve you for as long as you want Instagram to serve your business like yes my tactics change over time because I've been doing this so long Instagram was different than it was when I got started eight years Ago. But the tactics and the marketing strategies, the philosophy behind it, often stay pretty much the same. So mm. what I teach people will serve you, you know, for a yeah. long. It's not about overnight success.
0: I think that's really good, and it? it shows your integrity as well. Mm. I think a lot of because I get because I'm on Instagram because of what I do in branding and and marketing. I get a lot of ads for that sort of stuff and Instagram coaches and you know do this 30 days you can you can be making this off instagram if you do this and trending audios and and how to and i'm like it's so noisy
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and everyone i get why like a good marketing strategy is like what's the problem and how quick can you solve it so like here's something you can do in three days that will give you this specific result. And I get why that's appealing. But at the end of the day, just because someone did it once and they're like, oh, well, I got a thousand followers in one post because I did this. They're very specific circumstances. And I don't think we should be pushing that. I think we should still be focusing on creating that value and being an organic Instagram coach. So not paid. Like I've been through that. I know what it takes to you know, I've turned 10K into a, over 100K in ads for the future. So I know how to do it. But yeah. I think running on organic audience, like if you try and just throw money behind it, you're masking the, the real issue. And ads aren't going to perform as well for you if you don't have that organic audience in the first place. Like but, yeah. you can't really pay to get people to care about what you're saying.
0: No, that's really, really true. And it's the same. It's the same with branding. You know, I was, I was, um, had a conversation with someone today about it's not. We were talking about like how some people are like, well, I'm just, it's just me, or I just sell, I just sell drills, or I just sell lawnmowers, and it's like, well, actually, that's still solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Like you don't buy a lawnmower because you actually need a lawnmower. You buy a lawnmower because you need the grass to be cut yeah because you want a nice garden like there's always there's always a, a problem that you're trying to solve that's why you buy that product so and I think it's just like like with what you said Ellie it's about educating people around that going okay yeah what is the problem that you're solving for people that should be the focus
1: yeah absolutely and like you said with branding people think oh if I just get a nice logo it fixes everything yeah <laughs> Like it's your messaging, like you said. It's you know, why do people buy? Why do people care? And yeah, a nice logo might attract them for the first split second, but that's it. You're gonna lose them after
0: that. Yeah, totally. That is a laughing because I feel like I'm <laughs> I'd say that a lot, but it is really true. <laughs> but I'm trying to educate people, it's all good. Um yeah. <laughs> now, one of the, I wanted to just touch on something that you said earlier, where you were working with someone that they had a personal Insta- Instagram page, and then you changed it, so it was more focused on their business. And I think a lot of people get confused about that. So, you know, for you, what's the difference between having a personal brand, a personal Instagram page, and then a business one? And which one did you decide to focus on first?
1: Yeah, so that kind of lies in a few different areas. So in terms of Instagram, your personal page should, unless you're a personal brand where you want, you are the, you are the face of the business. So you could definitely say I lie within that category because l.social is all about me. Um, I, if you work with l.social, social, you work with me directly, but I am still a business, but I'm just the face of that business. Mm. You could then have a business page where you hide behind the business. So it could still be an individual, but you're like X studios, for instance, where you're not necessarily saying like, I do this. Maybe you say we do this Mm -hmm. Um, and you you have the brand as like the forward facing thing. Um, Whereas with personal and business Instagram pages, a personal page should definitely be like your friends and family account. So a lot of people do this where they try and turn their personal page into a business page. And they're like, oh, but it's all my friends and family. And I'm like, (laughs) of course it is, it's your personal (laughs) page. Like I have a personal page where I post, like if I go snowboarding, if I go on holiday and that's, you know, it's good because that's where I interact with friends and family. But my business page is strictly business. So let's say um, I'm... I'm researching a brand, I'm looking for a new gym top. I will not do that on my business page. I will always do that on my personal. Even if I see something on my business that I like, I'll send it to my personal to make sure I'm looking at it there so that it doesn't confuse the algorithm on my business page. So your business page should be follow anyone who inspires you, motivates you within your business, right? So what you want to do is turn your home page into a, just a source of resources so you want to be scrolling through seeing what's going on in your industry getting inspired to create better content not stealing content creating better content and being motivated to actually do better in your field anything besides that that's like oh here's a recipe I'm going to cook for dinner do that on your personal page <laughs> I,
0: yeah I am um, I've definitely been guilty of that yeah. definitely definitely been guilty of seeing something like seeing a fun recipe and being like oh let me just save that while I'm on here because I'll lose it I've definitely done it
1: yeah and then all of a sudden you start getting more and you're like no I started getting cat videos on my business page the other day I'm like first of all I'm a dog person (laughs) and secondly why am I getting all these cat videos and it was funny because I was having this same chat in my group coaching call on Monday and I shared my screen and I said, look, my homepage is all business. And then this broccoli video showed to- <laughs> I was like, no, ignore the broccoli post. <laughs> so you can't always win, right? Mm. But The suggested post, it still knows your accounts are linked. So Instagram will always try and push you content it thinks you're going to engage with. But yeah, just try and send that to yourself and not go into the rabbit hole of looking mm. at all these videos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Instagram's so clever isn't it
1: oh, it knows it all like even my partner if he says something or like looks something up it will start showing it to me too yeah. so, to together, so maybe you want this as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're listening in they're listening in <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> so obviously it was a lot of content on Instagram and people are on Instagram a lot I only have to walk around and people are on their phones and you look at what they're on and often it's Instagram, they're scrolling, they're looking at Reels. Um, obviously Instagram went huge on Reels. Reels absolutely blew up last year because they were competing with TikTok. Um, and a lot of people didn't like it because everyone was like, well, what, I thought this was a platform for pictures. What's going on? And they've kind of rejigged things now, haven't they? Where... I believe single posts and carousels like back in um, but obviously you've also got lives and stories there's there's lots of different um, features on Instagram that you can utilize what's your advice on which ones people should be focusing on on focusing on or is it a case of just trying and experimenting
1: yeah that's a great question and I would always recommend experimenting first because I feel like some people naturally wanna show up on camera and that's what's easy for them. Other people prefer to write stuff or create those amazing graphics. Like if you're a graphic designer, you probably want to focus more on the static side of things. I'm loving that Instagram has finally realised we shouldn't just be posting and pushing reels yeah. because everyone just felt that immense pressure to do it and they weren't creating good video content because they weren't they just weren't into it. Like if you if you're forced to do something, it's never going to be as good as it could be. So I'm really glad this is kind of turned around again. And when I posted about single images a few weeks ago. I had so many people in the comments saying how well their single images perform. So it's definitely, it's there if you want to do it. My advice would be experiment first, but always have your preferred format. So for me personally, carousels are just my thing. I think coming from the future where all we did was carousels, Chris is a huge advocate for them as well. So like I've perfected that over the last five or six years. So carousels are my thing. I always go to those. I just think I can communicate my message in the best way through that. So that's my go to. And then on top of that, I'll sprinkle in reels or a single image as and when it feels natural to do so. So what I mean by that is sometimes a message, it just works better if you can do it as a video content, like you talk people through it or there's a trending audio that you can really relate to this message that you're trying to say. Likewise, with a single image, like Um, funnily enough the post I posted today about how you need to sell the why instead of the how another creator posted about the same thing and she did it in this really cool graphic about like creating problem aware content so I just love that like we've done it in two completely different ways but it's the same message so really with that let's say you post three times a week I would say keep two of them as the format you prefer. So whether that's real, single images or carousels. So for me, that would be carousels. And then use that third post to experiment with a real or a single image. Got
0: you, got you. And I I noticed you touched on then already, um, you know, how often you post, which is a big question. You've got people like Gary Vee saying, you got to post 15 times a day on... (laughs) Yeah. On 17 different platforms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and he has like a team of 100 people behind yeah. him helping
0: yeah. with it. Yeah. Don't forget about that, Gary. You got a bit of help, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like solopreneurs over here, like yeah. dang, I'm putting out a time in the day yeah. to do one post. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, three times a week is what you do.
1: Three times a week is what I do. Mm. And honestly, it's easiest for me to maintain. So the biggest thing with creating a posting schedule that works for you is what can you actually be consistent at? Because I know I post Monday, Wednesday and Friday. It works well for me because one, like I said, I can maintain that. That works for me. And number two, it means actually my content performs better, I found, because it gives it time to do its thing. So if I posted every single day, I found it kind of cuts off the engagement and the performance of that previous post and then starts pushing the new one. Now, I posted last January, I set myself the mission of posting five times a week And I did this for five months or so. Like once you get into it, it's actually quite easy to maintain. And because really I was telling people you can post three times a week, but I'm like, I can't give that advice unless I've actually tried five times. So what I found was I grew a lot quicker. My audience did grow faster because I was getting more content out. However, each individual post didn't perform as well as if I posted three times a week. So let's say I was getting about two thirds of the engagement I was getting before, but overall, that engagement was increased if you combine those five posts. So really, if you can post five times a week and your goal is simply to grow and get that momentum going, absolutely go for it. However, if you're looking just to maintain that and still provide quality content, that's the most important thing. Don't just post for the sake of it. Have that intention. Then absolutely three times a week is certainly like a good way to go
0: yeah that's really good advice because i think there's a lot of pressure right Mm. you gotta gotta be really active on here you gotta have a youtube channel you need to be on tiktok tiktok um you should probably be on pinterest as well you know make (laughs) sure you're using facebook and it's like whoa this is like a full-time job people (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly like you can repurpose on so many platforms and I tried to do it I'm like okay well Instagram's my jam that's my job as well so mm-hmm. let's make that the priority and then filter that out so maybe post the videos as YouTube shorts or as TikToks and then I just found you know it's inst- my audience is on Instagram and that's what f- is works best for me so I just focused on one platform and I it's even the same within Instagram itself so as business owners I found a lot of people might give people advice like you need seven different offers. You need like low price points, high price points. You need constant webinars. And it's just overwhelming. Like you don't need to have 100 different offers to attract your ideal audience. Honestly, I've built my entire business on just two offers. So I have my program, which is my high ticket. And then I have consulting and I don't even promote the consulting calls. It's always just... If, if people need it, then I offer it to them. Yeah. So it's keeping it simple, one platform, one main offer for me, you know, I don't even have a newsletter right now. And I'm, I'm still making it happen. So it shows if you just get that one thing, right? Yeah. That's what you're doing. Why
0: does it? Because Instagram has been dying in the past, right? Mm. Does that ever worry <laughs> you? Because it sounds like, everything you do is through that one platform
1: yeah it does <laughs> it does like when we had that was it a few months ago and everyone lost loads of followers yeah people's accounts were getting deleted mm. yes I absolutely scared the pants off me but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm actually currently working on a newsletter
0: good Um,
1: awesome yeah no other platform really i think newsletters great because it's still one-to-one you're direct with people and they choose to sign up to that as well which is great um but for the most part i want to practice what i preach too, so i don't want to tell people oh i grew to this organically and teach organic when really i've been paying for ads behind the scenes so i really i think a a part of that was also just i wanted to be the proof in the pudding for my clients too
0: I think that's so important, like just being just being honest and having integrity. Like I often get people messaging me saying, oh, we can give you this many followers. Um, we can give you this level of engagement. I've had it for Instagram. I've also started getting it for the podcast now where, oh, wow. yeah, people are messaging me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and they're like, um, hello, ma'am. Um, it's always ma'am. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> we can... We can get you so many reviews and so uh, many downloads on your podcast and get you in the top. And I'm like, like that is one of my values is honesty. And it's not, it's not, I'm not paying lip service. Like I genuinely mean it. I'm not going to pay for that because what is the point?
1: Exactly. It's like, I had a client a few recently and she was like, "Um, so I've actually been paying for likes. Do you think I should stop? I was like, what I thought we all got over this years ago but yeah. apparently not I was like absolutely stop it right now like this is... I'm not I can't work with you if you're paying it in <laughs> no i <I'm> it. joking <laughs> <laughs> but honestly I was like what is going on here like no and yeah I get people come like messaging me all the time like oh I can give you a thousand likes or whatever I'm like sorry do you know what I do yeah
0: you
1: <laughs> looked at my profile. <laughs> This
0: is what I do organically. I don't need your <laughs> help. <laughs> Jokers, a lot of them. Jokers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, in terms of designing your posts, then, um, I, I saw I think it was Christo um talking recently about I think he uses Keynote. Mm-hmm. Um, I use design some of my clients use Canva because they're not designers. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Canva and should business owners be designing their own posts or investing in in a designer? What do you think?
1: Good question. Like I use Keynote. You can tell it came from the future. Yeah, when I, because I used to do it all in Photoshop. I loved InDesign, but I found like Photoshop kind of gave me a few more tools like editing wise to mm. play around with. Um, And then I moved to Keynote and was like, whoa, this is so much easier. Like the text alignment just makes sense. I love the slides, that kind of stuff. So for me as a non-designer, that worked well for me. And can I just tell you, working for the future, so they were originally um blind who were a design company yeah. so when they moved to the future everyone who worked there pretty much were creatives or designers of some sort mm. so creating instagram posts for a company like that was the most stressful thing <laughs> in the world they were like um your letterings are for like they would use these really specific words and i'm like what the heck does that even mean yeah. like your anchoring's wrong i was like yes. what's anchoring <laughs> like google look <laughs> at your
0: kerning check your tracking like, you're Honestly,
1: like well, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like okay I'd what any of this (laughs) means so I really had to kind of get clear on that and the best thing I learned was if you're not sure keep it simple Mm. like I feel like non-designers try and throw in so many random graphics and colors and images to cover up the fact they think more is more but it absolutely not like it shows your inexperience so I and if you look at my Instagram page it's pretty like I keep it minimal but that's kind of that's the brand that I've built now. People always reach out to me and they're like I love how clean and like not only is my message simple but my design is just really easy to read as well. Yeah. So that's I think that's really important and like I said I do everything on Keynote but Canva has its place for mm-hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people I've seen on Instagram, you can kind of tell when they just rely on Canva templates a little bit too much. You're like, I've seen that one a few times Mm. in a few other colors. Um, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like I said, creating, like using a template is great, but just plugging in your copy into that doesn't always work. So again, it's kind of keeping that simple. What I teach my clients to do is create templates themselves so for instance mo- all my posts in the different colors i have them as templates so i just kind of duplicate that in keynote change the copy and it means the text size stays the same any kind of um new fonts or accents i have so like my l dot social at the bottom um that stays in the same place that's really important you know just these basic things and then it means you have all the files from the past if you want to duplicate any design elements as well. So like little boxes you use or asterisks that you've done in like a funny way. It's just really easy to just, you know, replicate those instead of trying to do new things all the time. Yeah,
0: awesome. That's really good advice. And um, I think I love how transparent you are about what you do. You are literally taking what you've done in your learnings and sharing them and I just feel like there's no you're not sugarcoating anything you have just being really honest um and I think that's probably one of the reasons why you've done so well because people 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 can smell bullshit in my life can't they yeah absolutely and it's yeah. really off-putting and and you're just keeping it real
1: Yeah, I think that's, and honestly, that's kind of like the best advice and feedback I get from my clients too, after they work with me, is like, I love the program, but the best part about it was you. And I'm like, stop it, that is so sweet. But I think it's because if you came to me with an Instagram problem, I'll be like, one, here's how to solve it. And two, this is what I've done personally as well. So, you know, like imposter syndrome is still huge on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And in my group coaching calls, I can't tell you how much that comes up of like, oh, I'm scared to do this or I'm worried people will perceive me in a certain way. And me being open about like, you know, sometimes I post reels and I'm like, oh, I look terrible or the lighting was bad. And they're like, whoa, you still go through this too. Yeah. And I'm like, the biggest thing is just overcoming it and just being like, less you'll learn more if you just do it. So just being open and transparent like that. You know, I'm not an Instagram coach that hides everything. I'm like, if you ask me a specific question, I'm going to be totally honest with you and share my experience
0: yeah i love that that's amazing and thank you for everything you shared today um so for those listening that want to find you obviously they can find you on instagram but what is your <coughs> handle
1: it's at l.social so that's ell social.
0: awesome thank you so much for joining me today it's been great yeah it's been awesome yeah really enjoyed it Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tune in into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a tone. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.